Culture Wars with Giles Hardy and Dom Knight. The Vampire and Lycan clans have been at war for centuries, turning our world into a battlefield. Are you with me? Now a new war is being waged. This day was bound to come. The Lycans are moving again. They have a new leader. Marius. We must not rest until we have destroyed their final sanctuary. Culture Wars meets Blood Wars this week. The I see what you hey, did there. The latest instalment. I even saw it so hard, I think I peaked. Underworld uh, film franchise, which has to be said, Giles, it's been around for a long time. This is number five. I'd, I actually can't remember if I've seen any, any of the earlier instalments. Well, That's I, how... I- yeah, and I'm at that position where I think I've seen them all. But if you ask me without notes or use to you know, access to uh, appropriate internet sites to explain the details of what happened in all f- four of the previous uh, instalments, I would just completely fail you. I mean, I know the basic riffs and usefully uh, the the beginning of Underworld Blood Wars even gives us a two minute pot synopsis. Very handy for me, basically, yeah. to recap what had gone on before. But to be, to, I mean, to be clear, the first one came out in 2003. So, you know, it, there is a reason that, you know, 13 years later, um, you might not remember, you know, every detail unless you've been, you know, re-watching on a semi-regular basis as your, I don't know, Halloween ritual. So, before we dive into Underworld Blood Wars, let's explain Culture Wars for those who are joining us for the first time. Hi. Oh. Uh, Culture Wars. We, we got upset at the notion that critics tend to violently agree with each other. So oh, we, we did. Yeah, indeed. Oh, and and oh, good I could point, not agree sir. with you more, and Dom. well made. Yes, let's, let's just do this for longer. Uh, no, so we decided that we would take this coin here and we would use it and toss it and we're through the arbitrary means of heads and tails. One of us will argue for the film. One of us will argue against the film. And then at the end, if you've been good, we will let you know what we actually think of the film. It's as great a premise as high school debating. It's a better premise than a fifth Underworld film. Or is it? We'll find out. So, Dom, call it in the air. Tails. It's tails. Oh, I'm going to argue for the cinematic masterpiece, just to make life easier for myself, that is... Underworld, Blood Wars, a fiesta, Giles, of delights. I'm sorry, I think you've mispronounced fiasco. <laughs> uh, so, look, I might need your help setting up the plot. Uh, essentially, yeah. in you, this world, yeah, well, there we, are... I'll, I'll even set this up for people. So, we've decided the world is, we'll explain the plot to you twice. One from the positive spin, one from the negative spin department. Okay. So, Dom, tell us the positive spin of what Underworld Blood Wars is about. In a world with vampires and lichens. Yes, it's very similar to Twilight... Except it's much more the Blade-style vampires. They're all in black leather. They tend to live in covens, giant palaces, and they have lots of cool stuff, these vampires, essentially. The problem is, of course, they are vulnerable to things like sunlight and the usual stuff. However, there are some in this world who have a degree of immunity to these things, uh, particularly Celine, played by Kate Beckinsale, the, the heroine of this who is essentially the best death dealer ever. In other words, the best killer of lichens, a.k.a. werewolves. And the blood war in question is over the blood of her daughter, which she had with 
a half like and half vampire in a previous film that I didn't see. Well, anyway, that was Michael, yeah. No, he, the, 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 Scott Speedman as Michael, who has, uh, I believe, due to the uh, extraordinary work of his lawyers and agents, managed to get out of this film. Yeah, so the blood in question is that of the, the daughter, who's in an undisclosed location so that uh, Celine can't reveal her location because her blood, it turns out, conveys superpowers. It essentially heals you, and anyone who has the blood of said daughter is essentially close to immortal. So they all want the blood. It's very precious. It's, in, in a sense, the MacGuffin of the film. I'd like and to point out, te- technically, they're already immortal. This just makes them sort of immortally yeah. immortal. Well, yeah, even more so. They, yeah, it, it heals it, their immortal bodies. They, they do become uber-immortal. It's never made entirely clear what being uber-immortal is going to do other than make them superior to the other immortals. And the Lycans, previously a disorganised rabble, have a new leader by the name of Marius, who is essentially um, a military genius who is trying to storm the Eastern Coven, uh, which is presided over by a, a council of vampires. At the start of the film, they have exiled Selene, and we see how things unfurl. It turns out that Samira, one of the vampire council, in a brilliant political twist to the Underworld series, is trying to mount a coup. So lots of internal palace frictions, and goodness me, what a, what a complex political treatise this is, Giles, as well as an absolutely bang-up action film. And it seems, Or is it? It seems as though, um, despite the, the delights I assume with the four previous films, the wonderful repartee, the cut and thrust, this is at a whole new level of violence. And the, the brilliant addition to this world, the creative... Uh, a masterpiece that's been brought in is Nordic vampires, Giles, uh, who look basically like Legolas from uh, Lord of the Rings. They're all completely white-haired, and they have new skills, which I won't reveal. So a wonderful new twist, if you will, Giles, to the already excellent Underworld world. Okay, well, we'll come to... ABBA Underworld in a moment. Uh, so let's let's actually run through what the plot of Underworld Blood Wars is. And, and to do so, let's take a bit of a meander through part. So Underworld 2003, we get an amazing film. Kate Beckinsale arrives. We discover, as you've just articulated, that she is the vampire clan's top lichen killer. And she goes out there. A mortal comes between them. That's Michael. Uh, Scott Speedman manages to get infected by the lichen and the vampire in pretty much the same moment. What so, a tense dilemma that must so have been. He, so the film goes along the lines of whether he's going to be saved or killed or destroyed or either way, which side he's going to go. We also begin to learn that there's politics between uh, you know the fact that you've got Michael Sheen and Bill Nye as these leaders who are really interesting uh, in the way that uh, it turns out there is politics. If, the if elders. You put, if you, well, the elders of both sides. And if you mm. put, essentially, if people have lived for a long time, there's a lot of politics. We jump to Underworld Evolution. Underworld Evolution tells us the story of Michael, who, as we previously articulated, had come to terms with the fact that he was now a particularly special individual. So we we discover what it was like to be both like him and vampire in the same world. It's like Ivanka Trump. Part it's, Republican, part Democrat, special powers. That's as good an explanation as I can possibly stand it's or exactly comprehend. Like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I'm willing to accept that. In 2009, Underworld, Rise of the Lycans. This is an origins tale. We went back, we discovered what Bill, how Bill Nye and Kate Beckinsale had first become essentially like father and daughter, though not actually father and daughter. We discovered that Bill Nye's uh, character had, in fact, deeply betrayed the Lycans, and he was responsible almost individually for the fact that there is now a war Would you say that they were the centuries. Would the vampires? I wouldn't say that. 
but you have. You, you've actually watched all these films, haven't you? Yeah, you, I have. You lucky, lucky and critic. Then, and then in 2012, we got Underworld Awakening. And, I'm, and I need to be clear, I've enjoyed all of this. Even Underworld Awakening, I now looking at the, the notes, I'm not pretending I remember this. I just said I wouldn't remember this. But I do remember now, this was jumping to uh, the the modern day again. We met Eve, who was the daughter of, of Kate Beckinsale and Scott Speedman. Uh, so we had the top vampire killer having a daughter with the uber creature. We got Eve, who is uber squared. Her blood, as we've discussed, it is now uber immortal. Oh, and it also introduced us to Theo James, uh, who uh, is, becomes a crucial element of the film we're about to discuss. Uh, and Theo James was uh, the son of uh, Charles Dance, uh, and he you know, was killed, and then she saved him. And so they went from being enemies to kind of being, you know, allied through action rather than word and deed. So that brings us to Under All Blood Wars. Oh. If that all sounded complicated... The plot of Underworld Blood Wars, how do I describe it? Oh, yeah. Wolves, they don't like vampires. They don't. No, they that's don't. it, Look, though. This is a that is the entire plot theme. <laughs> that is the entire... No, no, that's not a theme. That's the plot description for this. Okay, so... No, no. So let me explain to you exactly what happens. We meet Kate Beckinsale, who is on the run with Theo Wonderful. James, who cannot find a shirt. Can't. He's, he's gone to the Twilight School and why of... Should he? He's gone to the Twilight School of costuming. He does not have the ability to find anything to put on on the top half of his body for about half the film. That's okay. This seems to be a curse that is shared by a number of the uh, male vampires in this film. And look, a lot of the female vampires seem to have extremely revealing tops. I mean, poor old... Not yet, Cat. Poor old look, Samira. We were, I cannot, will come to cannot. Samira's costuming in a moment. You give me my shot. You had yours. Oh. So, Kate Beckinsale and Thea James have a really complicated time where they're on the run from the vampires who want to kill them and the Lycan who want to kill them. Then the vampires decide that they want to uh, make peace with them so that they can train up the vampire army. So, suddenly, because they've made this decision, the vampires find her straight away. I don't know what they were doing while they were trying to eradicate her, but once it got to the point where they wanted to make peace, they just sent four vampires who arrived and overcame all of her security instantly. Yeah, that's okay because at the exact same moment, the Lycans who had decided who had been hunting her for again ever Very suddenly tense. decided that they wanted to be able to find her as well, so they did as well. So it was much suspense, Charles. Yeah, that's that's one word for it. Thankfully, despite the fact that there was potential for a fight, there isn't one. And Kate Beckinsale and Theo James go and join the vampires, at which point, shockingly, they're betrayed within five oh, seconds. spoiler alert! No, no, I'm sorry. If you telegraph something this fucking badly, it's not a spoiler. What's going to go down because when now we back to vampires? Because now pa- we palace. come to Samira, played by Lara Pulver, or as I'm convinced, played by Lara Pulver in a series of couture black body stockings. Because every scene, she changed outfit. And all it did was establish that she was evil and had a large wardrobe. Well, the incredible thing about the costuming is that they, in successive garments, they show us every single aspect of her breasts without actually revealing them. There's, there's sort of top cleavage, side boob. Maybe even some underboob. It's an extraordinary thing. Indeed. Whoever designed and, those and costumes had a lot of fun. And invariably standing in the background of her scenes is Bradley James as Varga, the wonder douchebag, uh, who is her... Himbo vampire. Yeah, her, her right-hand himbo, uh, who just really... He is just there to not wear clothes and, again, establish that they're un- this film's understanding of girl power is... It's the guys who don't wear outfits. I have equal, equal no opportunity. These films have been really good A at blow women for feminism. being strong. This film is not good for women being strong. This film just goes, well, it, it's like that the, the reverse theory that, uh, you know, when people 
when people complain that you know it, the problem with girls trying to be like men is that they should be powerful differently, this film's gone with no. The way to make men like women is to disempower them. And so, look, the whole thing. I I don't actually have a political problem with this. I just wish that they'd give someone something to do. Bradley James's Varga is certainly not that. He's I, I was about to say warm scenery, but of course he's cold blooded, so he's cold scenery. Here's an actual prop. Uh, so then, as you say, due to the uh, excitement of the betrayal, um, Theo James and Kate Beckinsale go and visit Underworld Eurovision uh, up oh, in Norway. Uh, which, what an inventive twist on the series this is, Just No, that really is. As long as you are someone whose understanding of Norway is I saw one comic book image of a 1970s Norway, as you say, basically of Legolas, and then I just built an entire castle. And the best part is the... The wolves, this is much of a spoiler because, again, telegraph from a mile off. The wolves arrive and a battle ensues that is neither won nor lost because it would be narratively inconvenient to have a decision made there. Then, it just builds on the suspense. Charles, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I've, I've got more plot to give. There's one more crucial plot point to give, and that is the fact that Kate Beckinsale then goes through a transformation represented by the fact that she gets blonde tips. And when she is Which revealed, you can see in the posters to be When fair. she is revealed to with her blonde tips, the cinema we were in, which was full of fans, not critics, burst out fucking laughing. Out and of that respect. Was, yeah, yeah. Out absolutely. of admiration. Out of mirthful admiration and respect. Because a f- cinema full of people who wanted to see the latest Underworld installment found it hysterically awful. At which point they then had a big battle, and I'm not going to feel about the big battle at the end because, dear God, if you do see this, I don't want to spoil that because you haven't got much else to cling to. Charles, but halfway through that battle, the audience laughed again. Charles, there's considerable tension uh, between Kate, us during Kate Beckinsale's experience. And as you've seen from Barack Obama, a stressful time can turn your hair white, or at least part of the hair. And look, let's talk about Kate Beckinsale, because she is the main reason why this film is so great. Because she she wanted a paycheck, and my goodness, did she collect one She gives the the role of Celine utter conviction. It's as though it's Shakespeare, and in her hands, really, it is. It's uh, a good versus evil, Montague versus Capulet, and our loyalties shift through the course of... Me thinks the ladies' defender doth protest too much. Look, the the loyalties shift throughout the course of the film. This is one of the things that's so interesting about Underworld, the Underworld world, at least what I've seen from this, is that there's a class dynamic going on. You've got these sleek, rich, billionaire, 1% vampires in their castle... With all their hardware. Oh, yes, the castle. All their with hardware. extraordinary security measures, which it turns out can be overcome by turning it off and no yeah. one notices for 12 hours. Yeah, very, very old. Old people are bad with technology. <laughs> you know that. And the, the lichens uh, essentially look like rough sleepers. They're, they're sh- uh, higgledy-piggledy. They're shaggy. They're, they're living they're in a train in- station where all they ever do is move armaments back and forth, and yet no one has ever paid attention. Oh, wait, that's because, according to Underworld 5... There are no human no beings. Yeah, there are no humans at any point. I don't point. know where the fuck they went, but they're not in this. <laughs> Look, as, as you know from Twilight, uh, humans getting involved just makes things complicated. Imagine how much better that, that series would have been without Bella Swan in it. <laughs> well, yes, yes. Look, and, and to be fair, humans do turn up in two scenes, I think, in this, both when it would be narratively useful to have scenery. So basically, when they run north, briefly, the humans exist on CCTV footage. They're really not important to this. Yeah, but, yeah, but that 
it, that, that doesn't matter. The whole point of Underworld is it is Underworld. No, the premise has always existed in the fact that this is the world you don't see in your daily lives. Not this is the, the world hiding in plain sight because fucked if we know where the world went. You don't need it because what you've got is Scandinavian ice vampires, Giles. And having seen many vampire-based films, these these <laughs> this, spandex I have not clad seen creatures like this before—they're an extraordinary true. addition. They have new powers and new tricks, and they add a lot of excitement. So, what? To what, the what are their tricks and new? They can move quickly. No, they can. They can I, I don't want to say what their biggest trick is because it reveals the ending. Oh, but oh, oh, I, I, I'm. We are at, oh, in a, at towards the end say, of this. There will be a discussion cocoon. at the end. There's a little twist of cocoon um, in the course of this film, <laughs> which is something new. But also the ability to move very, very quickly. But also the ability to, to grow long, luscious white locks, which I think is a wonderful change up to the film. They live in a slightly different uh, kind of ice cave. And look, the thing about this film that is so great is that it is just non-stop action, rarely interrupted by plot. And the plot that is there to interrupt them, look. It's it, there's a tongue firmly lodged in the cheek there. This is it's absolutely over the top. It's ridiculous plot in terms of what goes on. But at this point in the series, surely it doesn't matter. What matters is that there are awesome action but sequences the is, throughout. It, the problem is it's only action. I mean, I in the films I just ran through, the weird thing is to get you got through four films, but each of them actually had a plot point. And this film sets itself out and sets out its stall in the first five minutes as being about. The moment that what is bound to happen when Celine reconnects with Eve, and the fact that Celine is the key to getting to Eve, even though she doesn't know where she is, and the tragedy is that at the end of the film, we're in exactly the same place. It's exactly the, the same as Star Wars Episode Seven. You just don't you don't know where Eve is. You don't know where Luke is. Yeah, except it's just that, as good. Except that, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it's it's a brilliant conceit. Let's find the missing person. Oh, let's put it off till the sequel. Okay. If you want to say that they're the same film, I'm not sure we can. I'm not sure we can be friends anymore. But uh, look, it's a war. I might as well bring out the heavy artillery. Yeah. No. No. And 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 that's you know that's that is up to you because that's what the vampires would do. They'd can, go yeah. to yet another cabinet and bring out even bigger guns. Indeed. But I'm pretty sure that the Vampire Geneva Convention requires you not to play the Star Wars card. Uh, but yeah. No. Look, this is there is a problem a in that this film doesn't advance the series at all. The the, the this is my genuine frustration with this is as much as like within the film. There are three separate battles, and none of the battles has re- enough resolution because it's, despite the fact they're all set up as potentially climactic and have the capacity to eradicate mm, either the northern vampires apocalypse. or the eastern vampires or the Lycan. None of the, without giving too much away, none of the battles has that resolution because that would be sequally frustrating. Well, that, got and to the make number six, but the thing is, uh, and seven, one, one, two, three, and four. At least paid the courtesy of being a film as well as setting up the next film. Ah, so you say, I'm not, I'm not inconvenienced, Five. Giles, by the history of having watched better versions of this story. Yeah, no, I've no, come you, to yeah. this fresh. I, if you, and, and to be fair, if no one has ever seen a moving picture, this will be quite impressive. And was royally entertained by the action. Because and what, Theo what James' chest. Ascent, yeah, that's certainly true. <laughs> Lots of chests on display in this film. All made. What... what um, what it has that's that's fabulous is some really excellent action directing and okay, stuff I, I hadn't don't seen agree before. with that at all. It just the the, the whizzing <laughs> and whirring of the vampires. It's intoxicating. It's it's like a whirly gig of delights, Charles. Dom, you're lying. Stop undermining me. I, 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 I just don't think you can you can like bullshit like that. 
It's like a smorgasbord with only one dish on it. It's okay, Dom. You've fought the valiant fight, which can't be said for Underworld, but you're lying. And and now I'd just like to briefly uh, I suggest that our listeners, if they've got their 15-second button advance available, uh, I'm going to give you a nice little bit of warning. I'm going to discuss the ending of this film for, I'm going to say, 20 seconds. Uh, and I'm going to do it in about five seconds. So now's a good time to press that. Okay, here we go. The end of the film sees Kate Beckinsale rip the spine out of the big bad in a move that she could have pulled off in the first five minutes of this film. She didn't have the special extra Nordic vampire powers, Charles. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That was just... The, the entire film is exists to eliminate Marius. <laughs> and, ah! yeah. Anyway, that's our 15 seconds yeah. on that. So that's, ah! that's the ending. Look, Giles, the point is, it if you want to go and see a hilarious film about vampires <laughs> against like it's... This is one of the best comedy films of the year. True. If Mel, if Mel Brooks had made this, it would almost be identical. And particularly the absolute, with the, the weird Norse vampire. The dedication to this ridiculously hilarious plot is utter. And Charles Dance is there giving it complete sincerity as though we're in Game of Thrones. Mild spoiler, Charles Dance is just happy because he knows he gets eliminated fairly early. I think, I mean, the, I've, nev- I've never seen a character so happy to be killed in a film. Time to take off the masks of pro and con and reveal what we think. Dom, I'm going to be honest with you. I fucking hate this (laughs) film. If you take Blade and a bit of Matrix, a bit of Twilight, and blend them all together in a pot, um, and then then get a sieve. Take out of it anything that's good whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, the sieve will be used to remove any content. Underworld blood wars. Ludicrous to the point of laughability. And one of the strangest things about the film, Giles, was that the, the palette that was used for it, it's almost all... Uh, in black and dark blue. It makes it very hard to remember who anyone is and see what's going on. It's essentially swirling leather-clad shapes um, that occasionally cut bits of one another off in, in considerable gore. It's just... if I'll take your word that the previous four films were better than this. Um, on, on Just on the balance of probability, they surely must have been. This yeah. is a shocker. Look, um, Anna Forster, who is the... I may not be pronouncing that correctly. I apologise. Who is the director. She is largely... Her career has come from the camera department. She was the cinematographer on Anonymous. Uh, she was the camera department on The Day After Tomorrow. Like She's come through that. She's directed some episodes of Outlander. Uh, and all I can say is I don't know how she got this job because... There's so oh, many scenes. Oh, so many anyone, scenes. Anyone. Look, we've got, we're not going to change the script. We don't have time. Just someone make this film. She, oh, no, but the thing is, she, she telegraphs what is coming each and every time and then, and then doesn't deliver the limited promises that this film has. I mean, there is no suspense in this film at all. Like, as for the, the means by which the grand like we are told all of this film that the grand east castle is impregnable and th- and it is in the visual decisions as to represent how that is overcome are laughably bad i think that's bad what about oh the lichens won't come up here because they're not cold blooded so how can they possibly come up to this nordic oh, ice are. castle oh here they are. That is it. They've and, got, and they brought warm jackets. Who yes. knew? <laughs> well, no, but it's not even lip service is not paid to how they overcame that grand challenge. Yeah, this is a cacophony of scenes where it's it, I, honestly it feels like the work experience team were sat down and told, "Can you just come up with a bunch of ideas of what might happen uh, if we had more 
time world with vampires yeah. and like and but and this is crucial you can't make any changes that are permanent except we're going to allow you to kill off Charles Dance because his lawyers told us to <laughs> and we're going to kill off Marius because it's kind of yeah, you at know, least one one character has to, to so to die. yeah but you're not allowed to actually use Eve but the biggest Eve problem Eve doesn't even arrive I'm sorry I'm not just giving you but problem, you shouldn't watch this film anyway the biggest problem actually is is that Marius like I liked him. He was actually the oh, most yeah. likable character in the inside. By a significant and I assume people margin. like Celine for historical reasons, but he was completely reasonable. He wanted them to work together, and I thought he made the most sense of anyone in the film. So he did not deserve to have his spine ripped out of him. And it's him. actually interesting you mentioned that Celine becomes just this pointless uh, you know, character. She is, she is a device. Everyone in this film is essentially a device. But yeah, as you say, Kate Beckinsale, and, and I can guarantee she really wasn't interesting. Actually, she was, she was personally torn. She was having to fight. She was having yeah, to make decisions to fight. Binds. Most films, she has had to challenge her, her deep intrinsic beliefs for what she, you know, for the values. Here, she basically starts on the run, goes on the run, and after a while is on the run. Look, I can imagine, Giles, that a film where Kate Beckinsale uh, kicks like an ass and does so in cool leather with incredible sort of jumping off things. I can imagine that that is a very good film. From what you're telling me, there are already four of those films and they're all a hell of a lot better than this turd. Yeah, look, I wrote at the... My, the last line I wrote in my notes for this uh, was, please rip my spine out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was where I was at... Uh, by the time this film had finished. Because even the audience only laughing out loud twice, it's not even funny enough. Like, it is just... And both of those times, I really need to be clear, they were meant to be serious. Yeah. And they were moments of great suspense in the audience. And the audience just kind of went, are you, what? Yeah. The, yeah the, the audience response was, you have got to be kidding me. So, yeah. Uh, my favourite part was having set up for half the film that Samira now had superpowers thanks to dr- drinking Celine's blood. She um did nothing. No, 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 Celine had super powers from yeah. the ice no, no, cocoon. No, Celine didn't beat her. Troy James does by. But he's got his magic sword. Yeah, I know. But this is the thing. I mean, he, he, yes, he'd become He Man. I recognise he'd gone up and you know he'd visited Castle Grayskull with the Norse vampires, but. The whole thing. It's just ridiculous how many people are given superpowers in this film, and when they finally get them, do nothing with them. It's true. And look, if you're building a vampire castle, maybe build it underground where the, the sunlight can't easily be infiltrated just by breaking a window or a shutter. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. And, and if you have super, super security systems, maybe have some sort of... Battery backup, capacity. I'm thinking. Maybe just before the voice of you know, digital god tells everyone that the, the dawn is coming and uh, all the windows are going to be closed, maybe get digital voice to also go... P.S. Everyone, just so you know, the security system was turned off six hours ago. Someone may want to look into that. <laughs> look, Giles, there's a saying that uh, that war has no winners. This film has no winners, but nor you, any grinners. It's true, well, except when it's presumably a very serious. Yeah, I'm sure Kate Beckinsale's accountant is probably pretty happy. But if you're listening to this, you can be a winner by not seeing yeah. Underworld Blood yeah, Wars. Yeah, you you definitely need to be a um a, an active pacifist in this regard. Underworld 6 is going to come out. Uh, the events of Underworld Blood Wars will be summarised in 30 seconds at the start of that. And that will be too long. <laughs> Fair point. 
Okay. Catch you next time. You can subscribe via iTunes or your podcasting app of choice. You or, can, Giles, you can contact us. You can. You can chat to us on Facebook. Uh, we can be found there on the Cult Wars page. You yes. can find us on Twitter. You're Dom Knight. I'm Giles Hardy. Or, you know, call us if you have our phone number. Um, That's, or, in fact, you, you probably Google that yeah, too. Actually, this is maybe weird. Probably don't, don't know. do um, that. Yeah. Awkward. Look, if you got this far in the podcast, yeah. you can stalk us. Call me. Like. Explain to me what was good about Very underwater flattered. Blood Wars. Catch you next time. Bye.